With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Nerd Party. Time and Space, the Nerd Party's dedicated Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. So we've had a few Doctor Who developments. Some disappointing news. Oh yes, because uh, Billy Piper is not going to be at Comic-Con next weekend. GalaxyCon. GalaxyCon, whatever. It's a (laughs) Comic-Con. I don't know the lingo. So we're sad about that. But yes, yeah, so you know the I'm a sucker for these things because they're like, well, you know, because Galaxy Con. This is my our first time at this con, so we don't really know anything what we're dealing with. But they seem very responsive on Facebook, and then with this email situation, you know, classic con cancellations at the last minute. But they seem to be emailing folks out if you bought something, and it's also easy to use. So they're like, okay, you can go to your order, click on it, screen comes up, and you can like. I forget the three options. It was like refund or cancel or swap or upgrade. And so I was like, I mean, I don't know. I've already spent the money. I don't care. It's gone, right, in my mind. So I was like, well, what else can we get? So I was like, well, I was trying to go for a theme of pictures of companions because we have Catherine Tate. So I was like, well, let me just go ahead and screw it. So I got David Tennant. So we're going to be getting (laughs) our... Who is not a companion. No. I would just like to point out. So we're going to be getting our first doctor. Yes. David Tennant, so that's something exciting. So yeah, and that'll be here this uh, as we record. This will be this upcoming weekend. So we're or at least I'm excited. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's an unknown con, which is always you know I always like that, and because it's, it's everything, and it's an unknown place. I mean, I've been to the Raleigh Convention Center before, but it's been a while, so it'll be a little bit of confusion, but we'll get through it. We'll we'll get through it together, baby. <laughs> well, I do like you know with the Gallifrey One, they use Sketch or whatever that app is called. And GalaxyCon has their sort of own app for the schedule, and I thought it was pretty user-friendly and yes. a good way to look at everything without being overwhelmed. Yes, right? and again, I'm familiar with this from the Edinburgh Fringe. The last, I think it was just the last year that I went, they had that sort of app thing. So, uh, yeah, it's handy. Yeah, so that's what we're looking forward to. I also bought... Two things, Doctor Who. One you know about, and one you don't, but will not be surprising. I we were at Barnes and Nobles today, and I was just looking. I was like, I wonder if they have the Blu-ray box sets of Classic Who, which is out now. Because I was actually looking for the third Doctor one, because for some reason I thought it was the next season we're going to watch, but it's not. It's two seasons because we just finished uh, John Pertwee's second season. I forget the number, um, eight, I think. But anyway, 
And so I was like, well, if the next one, that'd be cool. But I was like, oh, that's this, this two from now. So I was like, well, let me see if they have it, you know, just to think about it. And they didn't have it, but they had everything else. So they had Fifth Doctor's first series. You know, here in America, we just label it by the Doctor, not the actual one. So it was, you know, Peter Davison, season one. And then they had Tom Baker's last season and Tom Baker's first season. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So what I ended up doing. This was, is such a yeah. story. Yeah. But, it, but I ended up buying Tom Baker's first season on Blu-ray. Okay. Because it was, uh, I mean, it was a bit of a discount. Nothing crazy. But it was, I forget how much it was. But 40, 50, it wasn't crazy, crazy for a Blu-ray season box. At least I don't think so. But because I figured, you know, we finished the third Doctor whenever that is. No time soon. But then that's an easy one we can go to if we wanted to. Yep. The one I did buy that you don't know about but will be unsurprising is because one thing we is we have the complete Matt Smith and the complete Keith Peter Capaldi. And I've been debating, you know, do we buy the individual seasons of one Eccleston and three or four of Tenet? Or will they ever come out with the complete? But then there's... It'd be weird to come out with a complete tenant and then just have it was like a complete Eccleston is just one series. Why not just buy the anyway? So I just went ahead, but I was on Amazon and, and you heard me talking about this a little bit. There is a complete tenant coming out on Blu-ray. Okay, they've done it on DVD already because there are a lot of bad complaints about apparently the packaging, but the pre-orders are started. So I was like, I mean, sure, what the heck? Go ahead. So I already pre-ordered the tenant Blu-ray complete. Okay, so. I think it's not till September here in America. I'm not supposed to could have gone to Amazon UK, but which we have done in the past. Yeah, but I, I went very American with our purchases this month because so. <laughs> you know July. Why not? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Go America, um, <laughs> or go home. I, well, that's, a, that's, a, that's pretty fraught. Um, but speaking of uh, the Ninth Doctor, yes. we're going to be talking about that today with. Our one of our favorite guests, Charlene Schmidt. Char, how are you doing today? And belated happy birthday. Oh, hey, thank you very much. Yes, uh, I have finally, finally, after how many months now, <laughs> finished <laughs> watching The Ninth Doctor. I'm so sorry. It took me so long. But I made it, and I'm really glad that that finally happened, and we're, we're here to talk about it. I'm pretty stoked. So, yeah. So, yeah, this is just to reiterate for folks who... who uh, haven't been following. This is Char's first time through Doctor Who. She started with the 13th Doctor, not to tell your story for you. Go ahead, and, you got it. <laughs> and so she, you watched all of the 13th Doctor, except I don't, you never had, did see the New Year's special yet, have you? Or did you? No, you know what? Yeah, I, I for whatever reason didn't watch that when it aired, and I have mm-hmm. not gone back and actually watched it. Maybe I'll do that now, now that I've gone through the yeah. Ninth Doctor. I mm-hmm. finished another season. Go you back can find to that some and then resolution. Yeah, yeah. Just the completeness factor. I had to keep going, you know, <laughs> slow as I was. <laughs> but, and especially since it, I mean, well, I won't spoil it. But anyway, but now that you've seen a some of the uh, Doctor Who aliens, you may appreciate seeing this one again. But yeah. all that's to say, so, but this, the Ninth Doctor was kind of your first time uh, starting at the beginning and watching a, other, a whole season of, the, of a Doctor that's not the current 13th series. So, let's just go into it here. So... Just let's start with the doctor himself in this case. I know you're now having to change pronouns for the first time. A male doctor it may have been weird for you, uh, so we can talk about that. Um, I'm in the minority there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just in general, Ninth Doctor played by Christopher, Christopher Eccleston, what did you think? It took a little while for him to grow on me. For a little while, I wasn't completely sure if I liked him because it kind of went a little back and forth as to whether or not, like, I kind of wondered, 
how much empathy does he have for Rose, for, like, what's going on? It's just like, he's just like, go, 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 complete the mission, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes he gets a little headstrong. But then he'll come back with something that shows, oh, yeah, he does care. And by the time I got toward the end of the season and I realized what was going to happen, I thought, aww. <laughs> Gone too soon. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, how did you think, you know, because now you have two doctors to compare, 13 and 9. Yeah. How do you how do you think, you know, does it – and I know it's only one season of both. But do, you, do they seem like they're the same characters or just they just cast you different people and you just take it with a brother, you know, whatever? I mean, there are some subtle differences for sure. And I feel like, yes, it is the same person by and large. Like, kind of like at their moral center, they stay the same. They do what is right, not because of personal gain or what have you, but just because it's the right thing to do. And so Mm -hmm. at the core of that character, I think that's what stays the same. But there's little quirks that I, I, from what I understand so far... They do, they do have different characteristics for each of the different doctors. Like, I would say the 13th Doctor has a little more compassion. And she's much more of a team player than the 9th Doctor. She also has more companions. Yeah. So, Jessica, what are your, what do you, what do you like or, or whatever, your opinions of the 9th Doctor now that you've been through a lot now? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it's been a while for us since we've we've seen Eccleston. You've watched him more recently than I have, I think. Possibly, mm-hmm. possibly. I mean, I like him, so it's difficult. But I agree, Shar, about the professional distance he sometimes keeps. Um, sometimes, which, but not all the time, right? But yes, no, absolutely. And I, I think some of that, and again, I don't know how much he knew about backstory that didn't actually exist yet. Right. There's been some retconning mm. throughout the years. Yes. Um, okay. Unsurprising for someone who's in genre fandom, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. Right. And so whether or not he was playing to that, I've just come out of being the war doctor. Right. And I was going to ask you this, Char, because this is something, you know, because I've been at least through New Who a little bit at this point in time, and so is Jessica. But what is your understanding? I mean, this is, I'm not trying to fool you, this is just genuine curiosity. What is your understanding of the Time War and what the Ninth Doctor <laughs> did? Well, what I can gather out of it, I do feel like that is a big missing piece, by the way. Because I feel like the Ninth Doctor was profoundly affected by what happened. And you kind of see that, I think it's the very last episode of the series, where he gets back into the TARDIS and he just kind of breathes for a few seconds. And you can just tell he's trying to process, okay, what do I do now? And it's like the Daleks have haunted him Mm. this whole time. Like, you could tell he went through some things, but I don't know what that was. I I have no idea what he went through, and so... I don't have the full context of that, and I definitely felt like something was missing. I could certainly tell that there was a lot that went down, but I have no idea what it was. And the only reason I asked you as like a as a first time viewer is because when I look back at it, I'm like, how much did I fill in, and how much did they actually tell us? Because I think when ah. you, when one looks at it after a while, you're like, I don't think they told us. I think we filled in a lot. I think it's just such good writing that. Everyone filled in the same thing just because of these holes they left. And everyone kind of like, but I mean, eventually you'll get a lot more to it. But it's you're, you're thinking like you know a lot of like, oh, this happened. Wait, 
how do I know that that happened? They never showed that. Why do I even know that? You know, and it's just <laughs> oh, sort of like. Oh, how interesting. But I mean, okay, they do. Okay, so yeah. really, in the back of my mind, I have absorbed more than I'm aware of. Right. And then later on, I will learn details. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And okay. I think that's because the first thing that we ever saw together. So the first thing I ever saw was the 50th anniversary. Right. And so that colored then the way I went back oh, in the a ninth way doctor. that okay hmm. okay yep. okay yeah it and without I mean you know we're not gonna but basically it's just that the uh, the doctor uh, made a decision during the time war that cost him a lot okay so that's kind of what's haunting him mm. and so what what do you think I mean uh, again because I believe that he said it that he's the last of the time wars yes mm-hmm. and so yeah. And, and we'll so see. obviously he's lost a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, yeah. I gathered that much, but I don't know the details. I just have yeah. that piece of information. I can see the pain in, in, on his face, in his eyes. Right, because and I think because that's the way that you know we ought, I think about the Ninth Doctor that he is sort of this haunted war survivor, but at the same time he's not you know that that's not doesn't define him. He still has you know. His doctor dancing moments. He still, you know, can make out with Jack. You know, he, he he's not. Yeah. I mean, but uh, it doesn't matter what sort of trauma you've been through. Everyone's going to make out If the opportunity with Jack. Yes. presents itself, you're going to make out with Jack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You might as well. <laughs> right? Everybody else has. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of gathered that. <laughs> Ladies. Um, He's the Will Riker of Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so let's get into companions. Um, So Rose, who starts it all off, right? Um, What do you think of Rose and her arc? And as much as there might be one uh, throughout this first season. And are you familiar with Billy Piper as a teen pop star? Well, we showed it to her the last time. we. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. You did. did. Yeah. The last time we did the podcast, you guys showed me her music video and whatnot. And like. That really didn't really sway my uh, my opinion of her as an actress or anything. I think honestly, we kind of, as like the general audience, we can kind of color our misperception of pop stars. Where oh well, they're you know they're doing bubblegum music. They can't be that talented if that's what they're doing with their lives, right? No, no, no. They they had to have something there to get themselves there. At least most of them. And I thought she was fantastic. I really liked Rose. She was a fun companion. She was a good companion. Um, and they brought up a lot more concerning like her family life, her boyfriend, who I think I said in the last podcast I was on with you guys, like, oh, he means nothing. That, that's crap. That's And they actually addressed that on the show where like she basically tossed him aside like he was garbage. And he's like, excuse me, Rose, that was not cool. And I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then Rose, especially toward the end when she's frantically trying to go back and save the doctor doing whatever she possibly could. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I was rooting for her. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think of her bad wolf? <laughs> that was interesting. I was kind of, you know, speculating a little bit as to what exactly that meant. And mm-hmm. then she figures it out. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes some sense. Did you Did you notice it throughout the series? No, I will really, say if you not wa- until the end. I will say if you watch it again, you'll notice. You'll see more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure mm. there's going to be so much. I I know I missed a lot first time through that mm-hmm. when I do go back at some point, I'll be 
amazed at how much I really did latch on to yet because I didn't know to look for it. No, no, yeah. I know. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, would you think... How did you... Because, you know, in the, the 13th Doctor... I always forget the series and numbers. Um, but anyway... You know, it's all mostly standalone, right? I mean, so what did yeah. you think? What did you think of this series? As in, with the standalone arc, arc mm-hmm. a little bit of both, episodic. What'd you think? You know, I was surprised by the number of two-parters and how there really was a kind of ongoing continuity throughout the whole season, and that I felt kind of built the world a little better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like we had that first meeting with the Daleks and the whole thing with Rose touching and how, what kind of effect would that have? And then later on we have the, the return, the re-rise of the Daleks, I guess, in the epic finale and whatnot. So that was kind of cool to see that together. And then finally, I actually learned what Daleks were in the first place because <laughs> like I conceptually knew that those were a thing and I knew exterminate, but that was it. And so I'm looking forward to learning a lot more about them because I know they've got a huge history in Doctor Who lore mm. mm-hmm. that I've just barely begun to scratch the surface of now. Right. And and again, the, just the reminder of the grounding of this. So this is the first you know Doctor Who coming back after, well, do you count the TV movie or not? I'll say no. Not that I'm, you know, whatever. It gets a lot of shit. I know. But I'm just saying for, I'll know for the sake of argument. Um, so since 1989... And then nothing except the TV movie until 2005, and so yeah, this is this is Russell T Davies, the showrunner for this um, that you're watching, and so you know, do you redefine who? What do you keep? What do you? And so you know, we don't do long serials, which is what classic who would do four part uh, Uh or longer, yeah, episodes, yeah. And so, but like, so when you said there's a lot of two parters, that's sort of like maybe like you know getting people used to a little bit. You know, we're not doing four or five or six parts, but we could do a two parter maybe, right? And you know, yeah, get, gets a little more comfortable with uh, bringing things in, and then well, and it's one of the things that when Chibnall took over for thirteen, that was his. You know, he didn't want to bring in. You know, when we start with the ninth Doctor, we get the Dalek, the, fir- the first Dalek, and like the second episode. No, is one, it two, three, four, down? five, six, six episodes. Is it six? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. But even then, you know, that sort of, do we bring in the familiar? Do we go completely in a different direction? And 13 went more in that opposite direction. Um, yeah. Of we're not bringing anything that other people might be familiar with, for good or ill. Yeah, you was... know, actually, I kind of have to want to walk back on a little bit of what I just said. Like, I, I appreciated <laughs> the two-parters and the way that they built the world with the Ninth Doctor here. But you know what? My my very first introduction watching 13, with it being a bunch of standalones, I don't know, that kind of eased me into the world. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if I would have started with this, it might have been... I don't want to say like too intense or anything, but I might have felt like, okay, I'm missing a lot of pieces mm. here. Do I keep going with it or don't I? So yeah. 13 really gently eased me into it. And then I felt ready to be able to handle a little more world building here. And I think, and I don't know, you can jump in just because I may be saying this all wrong. But in some ways, this is still like the first series you're watching is still a British show. I mean, it's always a British show, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying intended for a British audience. You know, Doctor Who doesn't really go international for a couple more seasons. Yeah, even if that... I mean, I'm talking about fandom. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. But in terms of 
writing for fandom. Right. I don't know that we really see writing with an American audience also in mind mm. until 11, 13. Yeah. I would say 13. 13 now, yeah. 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 Mm, I don't, I don't think Peter Capaldi is. Well, yeah. Cause Matt Smith, I think though, because that's what really, to me, where, and I'm not, nothing against, well, I mean, there is a little bit, but nothing against Capaldi or even Jody, but I think it hit peak fandom with 11, so. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I, and I wasn't here. Right. So. But, but also has to say is that for you, Shar, there's a bit of cultural thing where even Britons who maybe didn't watch Doctor Who, they have some, a base knowledge, so they don't have to catch up a whole lot. With the reboot, either they're old fans coming back, like, yeah, it's back on TV, you know, like us, you know, with, uh, you know, Picard or something. Um, sure. Or, or else they just know it, kind of like, oh, I know what a Dalek is, I know what a yeah. TARDIS is. so you know. they understand the pop culture references, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. And, and come for me, after living in the UK for 11 years, I never watched it while I was there, but I... I knew. Right. I, I understood. You know, I, I remember, you know, Rose being a thing, Billy Piper coming back, because it's really the first thing she did after kind of an extended absence mm. from gossip magazines, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's her first sort of foray into acting as an actor mm-hmm. before hmm. she goes on to. Um, Call Girl. Di- Diaries of a Call Girl, I think I is what it was. Hmm. So, hmm. yeah. And then you mentioned him briefly, and I know he's not necessarily a big part this season, he said, spoiling. Um, but what did you think <laughs> of Mickey? Uh, Mickey, yeah, I mean, when Mickey. he is on screen, at oh, first yeah. I didn't care about him at all. And then, you know, as he becomes a little more intertwined with the story, and they answered that a long question I'd had about Doctor Who was like, what happens with the family's relatives and whatnot of the companions? Do they even notice that the person's gone or what? And so then that answers, at least at least in this instance, you know, where they come back a whole year later and like, we thought you were dead. Vicky's being accused of murdering you. This, this is awful. And you were where? <laughs> because really, like, if they would have played it out where uh, Rose just comes back, you know, the next day after she had left... It's like, oh, she had a long night out. She's a little hungover. Her mom would have thought nothing of it, right? Mm-hmm. But no, they actually went there and did that, and a lot of emotions came out of that. And then that's kind of when I started to earn some respect for him, what he was going through. And I appreciated that they brought out that side of it, you mm-hmm. know, expressed his point of view to her and made her realize she didn't mean to hurt him, but she did. Right. Yeah, she's a little oblivious, but then, I mean, I think that's her character. You know, she's supposed to be really young. and Yeah, she's a little naive. Yeah, a little self-centered, but, you know, as we all are, especially at that age. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's, what, 19? Yes. So, yeah. Uh, so, and, so, let's just stay with the family, then. So, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really think she'd be around as much as she was, and uh, it was kind of a shocker to see her throughout you know the whole series really um i thought we'd maybe see her one or two episodes sort of like how we have with like we saw yaz's family like what once maybe twice now and like Mm -hmm. oh it's gonna be kind of like that no she got kind of involved she figured out what was going on and 
she somehow managed to go along with it, <laughs> which I found interesting. And then, you know, comes to save the day at the end with, I don't know, what was that? A tow truck? The Wrecker or whatever. Oh, the Wrecker, yeah. Yeah. the heavy duty vehicle to open up the had, TARDIS she heart. A guy she dated or something that, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, she, I don't know if she's like a stereotypical British mom or not, but that was kind of an impression that I got. The whole blue collar. Yes, yeah. Cor- Coronation Street, yeah. Blue collar, South London kind of vibe, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she remind me, like, she could have been a mom on Absolutely Fabulous. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. With put a cigarette money. in her hand. Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, we've mentioned him, and there is so much more to say, but oh. Captain Jack Harkness. <laughs> I did not know what to think about him at first. Because he's supposed to be a con man, but you really want to like him because, one, he is nice to look at, and two, he has a lot of charm. So mm-hmm. do you trust him or don't you? And does he have some other motives going on? Is he going to betray them? What are you supposed to do with that? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was glad that ultimately he was on our side, basically. Right. Yeah, and Captain Jack. I love his attitude. You know, he's just so footloose and fancy free about anything and everything. He's going to war, and he's just like, okay, cool. I got a gun. Yep. Have gun, will do we'll things shoot. with it. <laughs> or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it did also add in a weird kind of, not love triangle, but some sexual tension between the Doctor, Rose, and then Jack. Yeah, There's some jealousy th- going on. Yeah, and what'd you think about that? Because again, two thousand five. I don't know if you want to, you know, think about America then. But you know, RTD. That was a long time ago. I barely remember. <laughs> <laughs> but RTD, or you know, Russell Davies is, is gay, um, and you know, who wrote this Doctor Who, and you know, he's he, he originally wrote Queer as Folk uh, in Britain, um, okay, which, which then came to America as, an, as its own series, and so you know, and he's written a lot of series since then. So, but you know, having that Captain Jack character uh, was very interesting. You know, whether it's, you know, flirting with Rose or the doctor or uh, the, the uh, soldier at the guard post or whatever, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm honestly not sure, like, if it really was ahead of its time. But maybe, I mean, it was probably a first for Doctor Who, right? Certainly. I mean, you know, it's always those things, you know, do you want to read into stuff? Because, you know, do you want to sure. look at what's Ace, what's oh, yeah. know, other yeah. characters possibly. But, yeah. Certainly out there, as we said. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, and he just in general, he's a cool character. I hope there is more of him in the future. I was going to say, what do you think happened to him at the end there? I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'll find out soon enough. Well, I mean, because this is going to be what's going to happen. I mean, I'm not... Spoilers, sweetie. Well, but then it's a parallel timeline at this point because... Uh? Basically, he gets his own spinoff. Oh, okay. So he's the star of Torchwood. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. I have to ask, since he right. got a spinoff, he mm-hmm. must have been a big hit with the fans at the time. Yeah. I mean, I think he probably, and I don't know dates, but he was enjoying a bit of a heyday anyway. On the West End. He's basically, you know, they're Broadway. He's a big West End oh, star. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, and um, 
through some of that, I think he was already doing the how do you solve a problem like Maria and some of the competition competition reality shows. So they were searching for someone to play Maria von Trapp in the uh, revival on the West End. So they were, you know, they did a television competition. They did the same thing with uh, looking for a Joseph. Um, Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yep, they did another one for Nancy and Oliver. There were at least three, maybe another one, I can't remember. So uh, he was judging on that and things like that. So he was everywhere. Yeah, becoming a TV personality. You know, we don't have this as much in America, well, at all, really. But they have panel shows, and so he was a good panel show person they always have in Britain. Okay, Um, okay. Showed up in my local castle one time completely randomly. It's- and, he, and he is a performer. Uh, and again, in the timelines, because I've seen him in concert. And so, nice. you know, he's, he is he he is Captain Jack times five in yes. real life. Yes. <laughs> really? Wow. I mean, I mean, of course, in real life, he's he's just gay. Um, but still, it's, it's, you know. He is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, fair he enough. Wow. Full on. Yeah, like when when we were at Galley One, mm-hmm. he showed up for his big arena talk in the TARDIS skirt. Yes, that? yes, the TARDIS dress. Oh, nice! That was, you know, poofy and the heels yeah. and yeah, yeah he's, and he's I bet big. He rocked the crap out of it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, he, he absolutely does. He teaches like not, he will teach anyone to walk in heels. Like he's had. Oh, he could people, teach me. Yes, <laughs> I he would. Hate them. He, he would. He will say, "Come over here later, and we'll do it." And I've been wow. there. He's, yes. So. Uh, yes. I mean, who better? Yeah. And That's not reserved for him. No, no. <laughs> and he, he has two books out. If you ever, I mean, like, because he has an interesting story. Because his parents are Scottish, who uh-huh. moved to America, and then he started his career in Britain, and huh. so he's dual. What's the word? Dual citizenship. Well, dual accented. Yeah. Oh. So if you when you on YouTube, Google Behrman Scottish accent because okay. he talks at home in a Scottish accent, and when he's out, he talks with his American accent. Huh. Wicked. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. I love him for that. <laughs> yeah. There are so many reasons to love him. Oh, you him. know, he's... there really are. Uh, yes. Yeah, like you guys, you guys just keep listing him off. I'm like, yeah, I love him more and more and more. <laughs> well, we got his autograph in Galley, and I have my nice. Captain Jack figure, and I have a Captain Jack coat. But anyway, yep. um, so yeah, I, I would. Torchwood is different, though. Um, yes, I, neither good nor bad. Um, <laughs> it's grittier. It's I mean, just I know it's an overused term now, but. In 2006. Yeah, that was know, cutting edge back then. Yeah, yeah, it's basically your sexed up Doctor Who. Yes. They don't uh, always win. Slightly, I would say slightly more procedural Maybe. as well. Mm-hmm. Huh, um, okay. There's a, there's a team, you know. Because it is about this team that is investigating... Alien stuff. Alien life, yeah. So it feels a little bit more procedural, which again is not a yeah. It's like Doctor Who after after hours, basically. Yeah, because it's always it's often at the office. Yeah, (laughs) because it's I mean it's in Cardiff. I mean, of course, Doctor Who's all filmed in Cardiff. They just don't always say it's Cardiff. Um, But Torchwood is very Cardiff, Wales. Yes, Um, very Welsh. Okay. Yes, and so it's it's it's. But anyway, so all that's to say is Torchwood is worth checking out. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. So you don't All have right. to. I look forward just, to that. Yeah. So, so just going through one more because it's one to, easy to forget about, but I think it's interesting. The companion who doesn't work out, Adam. 
Yeah, I was not sad to see him go. Like mm-hmm. he was, he just he just had boy toy written all over him. <laughs> um, I didn't yeah. like him that much. He just yeah no bye be gone. <laughs> I, I just thought it was an interesting thing of like because Rose it was sort of one of those things because I you know not having watched it recently but you know that was Rose's move to invite him and I don't know if the doctor was just like whatever. But that's like that's why we don't let the companions invite other companions, right? Yeah, no boyfriends. There should be a no boyfriend policy. Well, that's oh, why you say that. That's why Mickey can't come. You're yeah, gonna regret, right, right. You're gonna regret that later, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But I mean, yeah, Adam did not do well with that whole thing. No, no, no. I would agree with that. So let's get into favorite episodes. What are the ones that really stood out for you? I think my favorite of the whole season is Father's Day. Right. The one where Rose is, she goes back trying to talk to your father. Yeah. yeah. That, that hit some emotional notes that, uh, yeah, they, it was so well done. And I love the fact that it was her father who realized he was the one who needed to die. It was sort of like the city on the edge of forever. If I can make a Star, Star Trek, Trek reference. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, Rose's we don't allow those on here. Sorry. We're pretty, <laughs> Yeah, but no, that was a really good and powerful one. I really liked that. And then the two-parter just after it, The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances, uh, those are a close second. I loved that story. That was so cool. And I loved the the special effects of you know taking somebody's face and then that mask, it overtaking. I thought that was a cool effect. They did nice with that. And it was a World War II story that wasn't all about Nazis. That was kind of refreshing. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, I mean, it's very much a British and the Blitz, you know, that's always their finest hour, you know, they're very proud of culturally about having endured that. Yeah. So those were the ones that I think stood out the very most in terms of quality, overall enjoyment, emotional impact. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that one. I would actually put The Empty Child ahead of Father's Day mm-hmm. in my opinion. Would you? Just, yeah, just because I do like the history ones. Yeah, you know, yep. I'm finding that I prefer the history ones over the future ones, mm-hmm. which I was not completely expecting. Yeah. Yeah, what, what I enjoyed, and again, it's really because it's all Eccleston. I mean, not just, but Dalek, because him, because mm. again, especially for you, Shar, I mean, you know what a Dalek is, right? But he has to sell to you that a Dalek is something to be afraid of. He has to sell it to everyone because nobody there knows what a Dalek is. Right. I mean, yeah, he I was thought, having to sell it to me because I only conceptually understood that Daleks were a thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this one is almost completely incapacitated when we first see it, mm-hmm. and he still has to sell it. Right. Right. You know, I think he did a good job, though. He mm-hmm. It worked on me. Anyway. I, I do think it's one of Eccleston's finest moments mm-hmm. is that, that, I'm not crazy, crazy about the episode, but his performance in it is really lovely. Yeah, he's so good. I mean, and he and Billy Piper, I I think they had great chemistry. They worked super well together. One question I do have in my notes is when they realized Chris Eccleston was going to leave, he's not going to do any more, and then we get the transformation. What did the fandom think of getting a new doctor but then keeping Rose, like at that point, had they accepted that Billy Piper was doing a good enough job or they still, was there a stigma like, oh, pop star, why can't we get rid of her instead? Was there anything like that going on? Because I have no idea behind the scenes or just even within the fandom at the time, what the impression was. Well, I think, I think that 
Billy Piper had earned her stripes by then. So I don't think that there was any backlash on that end. Um, But I think also, I mean, from the moment it aired, I think it was always known that Eccleston probably wasn't staying. Like, he was contracted for a year or for one season, and then he went off and did other stuff. And so when they realized, oh, this is a thing that we want to keep going, he already had other commitments. So I think it was was understood from the Hmm. early on anyway. And then, I mean, I don't know, they're... And, you know, as the years pass by, stories change. And, I mean, I'm not saying they're not right, but, like, Eccleston has said a lot of stuff he wasn't happy with the people in the background. I mean, not Billy, but, like, background people, RTD and the other producers. And Oh, really? He just wasn't into it then, huh? Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say he's being a diva or not, but that's just what he said. But he's a diva. That's his truth. (laughs) But he is a diva. You know, he is an actor, And he takes himself very seriously. And he's brilliant at it, you know. Yeah, it's one of the things, I mean, we can't, can't, you know, deny that he's, it's not one of those people who says it and doesn't do it. I mean, he's obviously great. And, I mean, as you, I mean, as I think I heard you say, you're like, yeah, show me the next season of The Ninth Doctor. And it's like, that's all we got. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's gone. But then at the very end when, I, I was not sure if we were going to see the transformation or not, just because I think I had this weird concept in my head that you start a new season, you start with a new Dr. Den. No, David Tennant shows up and it's like, oh, hello. Barcelona. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm here for this. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just start the next season right now. <laughs> Let's see what he's about. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, um, and not to be a, a, a gatekeeper, but I will. Sure. It's Regeneration. That is our our doctor, our Whovian word um, Uh for for transformation. But so, how would you think of your first regeneration? A, the events leading up to it, and because I mean, I started. You knew it was the last episode, so you knew well something's going on. Um, But what do you think about like the actual story? And then what do you think about the actual the regeneration? I mean, it wasn't any surprise, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, we yes, I knew in the background that this was it for the doctor, uh, but story wise, it was telling me. The doctor, as I know him right now, is going to be no longer. He says goodbye. There is a serious tone of finality to it. And so when it happened, I mean, really, I guess the most interesting part was just seeing the regeneration itself, watching his body blow apart, essentially. And then all of a sudden, there's this new guy here. Oh, that's it. That's what happens. Cool. And because then you're you're basically in the same situation as Rose, because he's like, all right, I got... 30 seconds to explain this to her. But I, I right. thought, because we watched it recently, maybe three months ago, before, but I was surprised mm. at how, not early on, but early enough in the, like, midway or three-fourths of the way, he's already seeing the regeneration energy. And so... Yeah. Yeah, I caught on to that. And so I, I kind of thought, oh, maybe that's how it ends, where he, quote-unquote, dies, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't. You know, maybe this body of his will be gone or something. I, I didn't really know exactly how it was going to go because I haven't seen it yet. Right. So I thought maybe that's how it ends. And then, like, Rose is going to be heartbroken because she went, like, she did all this work to try and save him and it doesn't work. And so she feels like she fails. But then we'll just jump into a new season and there is a new guy here. Um, but it obviously went differently. And so, I mean, I know that you have, like, five seconds, but that's how it works. What do you think about the 10th <laughs> Doctor? Uh, uh, he's younger. 
So I'm curious as to whether or not that's going to have any sort of effect on his like his character. Is he going to be a little more spunky? Is he going to be adventurous? Or I mean, I have no idea. Right. No idea. Clean slate. <laughs> and then, uh, so we got the kiss at the end. Yeah, what, saw what that th- coming. What are you thinking about maybe where or where not you, where, where do you want? I'm not going to ask what you think. Well, like, where do you, where would you like it to go with the 10th Doctor, him and Rose? Because you know well, Rose is sticking I, along. That's not a spoiler, so, you know. I wonder, though, for Rose, I mean, it's the Doctor, but it's a different person sort of is she like does she love the doctor or does she love that incarnation of the doctor i have no idea where that's going to go but there was always a little bit of sexual tension between the ninth doctor and her mm-hmm. so it was zero surprise that he uh he kissed it all away <laughs> sealed the fate with a kiss so you, now that you finished the ninth doctor you will now now have your um Another first for you of, of Doctor Who traditions, because the next episode is... The Christmas Special! The Christmas Special. Oh, boy! The All Christmas right. Invasion, the Tenth Doctor's first full adventure. Oh, boy. Okay, Fish. so that's how we kick it off, huh? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. and, so, and that give you a feeling of how the season... Because I know, you know, you're not really how time will work in, in actual airing order. Um, but basically, you know, you're going to get that series... That will end, I mean, whatever, um, with a Christmas, but you know, with the, it depends how you count. It either ends and then the Christmas special starts the next season or the Christmas special ends that season, you know, tomato, tomato, okay, but sure. whatever. Um, but basically, you know, that sort of marks it and then we go to the next season. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Lots to look forward to then. Yes. I'm excited now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to, to getting your thoughts on the 10th doctor i think there are just some great episodes yeah i i and i would i mean this is a spoiler but not really you know you can settle in with tenant he's not going anywhere for a little bit all right all right cool <laughs> so it's not gonna be another one-off season that's gonna no, be another guy not at all not at all all right all right i that's that's cool i've heard that david Tennant is an amazing doctor so i uh i'm here for it i'm ready mm-hmm. yeah he is he's brilliant Cool. Well, any final thoughts about the Ninth Doctor and, at least according to the reboot, or New Who count, uh, Series 1 of Doctor Who? <laughs> I mean, it was, I guess it was short and sweet with him. It was really good. I, having seen only two Doctors at this point and one season of each, I don't know if I prefer one over the other. I don't know if I have a favorite between mm-hmm. the two just yet. I just kind of want to keep going and see how this universe uh, is a little more. I want to learn more about it. I want to get a little more just immersed uh, so I understand more because I consider myself just a very casual fan at this point. A little bit of like kind of like when I watch it, I'm looking for an hour to turn off my brain. I'm not thinking too critically about the show. I'm just watching it and I'm enjoying it for what it is. Just tell me a story. Let's have some fun. I'm not picking it apart like, Philip, you and I have analyzed Star Trek to death. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know what? I don't really care to do that with Doctor Who. This is going to be my fun show. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I viewed it, because especially in the Moffat era, who's the next showrunner, there'll be episodes where you'll watch and be like, oh, yeah, that was good. And that was interesting. And a lot of stuff happened. And then like an hour later, you're like, wait a minute. Like, wait a minute. And it's like, you know what? Not worrying about it. Not we're going to worry about it. <laughs> just How let it make go, sense. Huh? Yeah. I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is, you know. Yeah. I think that's exactly what I'm going to do with this show. And 
that is a big part of why I'm enjoying it. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because initially, you know, way back in 1963, it was intended as sort of a kid show, maybe educational. And uh-huh. Sort of, you know, 50 years later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> now it's just uh, solid entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, cool. with a little bit of historical context. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. With that, we look forward to hearing about your first season with the Tenth Doctor. So until then, we're going to go off into the TARDIS library. Yes, go binge it so we can talk next week. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I can do that. I'm supposed to be visiting family, so I've got some flying to do after (sighs) a work week. But I promise I won't take as long as I did with this season. Okay. Fair enough. It, it won't take me months, I promise. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> when you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. So for this Into the TARDIS Library, we're going to be talking about a third Doctor serial, The Demons. I never know how to say with the... A in it. With the schwa. With the schwa. Um, we finished our watch of season eight. And, of course, that was the last series. So we'll talk about that a little more in detail. And if we want to talk about the rest of Season 8, we can. But this episode first premiered 22 May 1971. And I wasn't really happy with the synopsis, but here it is anyway. The Master, posing as a rural vicar, summons a cloven-hoofed demon to a church crypt. Seeking to gain the ancient titan's demonic power, he gathers a cult and then corrupts or controls the residents of Devil's End to bow to his will. Dark elemental forces begin to disturb the village on the eve of May Day. Unexplained murders, a stone gargoyle come to life, and a nigh-impenetrable infernal energy dome. With the Master fully prepared to destroy the Earth, the Doctor and Unit, aided by a benevolent practitioner of witchcraft, battle the wicked rites of a secret science wielded by an alien from another world. So, this was an interesting serial. Um, I liked this one. No, I did. I mean, I I was sort of, you know... um, No, I mean, it wasn't, you know, bad in any way. Um... I was there's a lot of elements that are interesting, a lot of interesting characters, um, which doesn't always happen. I mean, there's always like a dominant you know villain and maybe another person, but this had like the random witch, which was interesting, which they simply refer to as a benevolent <laughs> practitioner of witchcraft, but which she, seems strange. And and she sort of has you know not being a Brit, I don't know how to best describe this trope or stereotype of a character, but she has this type that's very recognizable in british programming you know her nose is at a permanent 45 degree angle um and she always seems to be talking down but in a good way i guess in her character's straight you know? yeah yeah so it's, it's very i mean posh a little bit but i don't know how to describe yeah, it yeah i would yeah a little bit posh and a little bit i know these things you need to listen to me right even though what she's suggesting is a little bit 
outside the box right. in terms of their summoning a demon do something. I just feel like she probably does not have a lot of friends in this local village. No, no. I would agree with that. Mm, so in a way, she thinks she's probably better. And maybe but anytime be. anybody needs a love spell, man. Uh, that's right. They, they come to the back door, not quietly. <laughs> and then we have... Darling, I know this is going to be a surprise. In this serial, in this season, the master shows up. We've not seen him for a while, so that's Yeah, nice. it was the episode before, and then the episode right, before yeah. that, and the episode <laughs> and then, before that. Oh, and then, and then there yeah. was the episode before, before that, that, where he oh, was, yeah. Boy, yeah. But guy. other than that, we've not seen that much of him. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know, what do you, what, what do you, we'll stop, pause for a second. The master, I mean, this master, I don't know the first master, I don't, I don't know if he really, literally in canonic whatever is the first master, but anyway, the first master to us, what do you think of him? Yeah, I mean, he has such a an iconic bad guy look, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, he really is just half a step away from twirling his mustache, right? Um, which I appreciate. I like that. It's not particularly nuanced, although we do get a little bit of nuance when we move forward into the trial stuff. Right. Oh, yes. Different master, but yes. Yeah, but this master is just bad guy. Yeah, um, because I think, you know, comparing him to, I get all the actors' names wrong, you know, Missy, John Sim, and then I always say the other one, Ainsley, Ainley, whatever. Uh, his name is the one you were talking about in the trial. Right, yeah. Um, he is a bit more subtle than the rest, you know, to me at least. Yes, but he, again... He's, he's more Bond villain which yes. I know the third doctor always gets compared to James Bond, but but he is he's very much more a Blowfield and a you know very controlled and da, da, da. just no nuance, right? He just yeah Bond villain bad guy end of discussion. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is why I struggle with him being in all the episodes right. yes. because there's no shade to him, you know. Even with the last master. Before Missy, mm-hmm. I mean, we get nuance, we get interesting, we get... The sound in his head, and he's got whatever. Yeah, more things happening, mm-hmm. um, which make it more interesting. And I would watch an entire series with Missy, mm-hmm. so, uh, and, and not complain at all like we keep doing with this poor guy. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> nothing bad, but yeah, he does, because I'm, and then the, the, all the stories are not coming immediately in mind, but I think there was like... One or two where I'm like, why is he even in this? He doesn't need to be in this. I mean, so like for the demons, I get it. He's the main villain. That's he's in this. Although he didn't have to be. Right. I mean, that totally could have been a villager. Yeah. Because there have been other episodes where the villagers are starting cults. Right. But anyway, so back to this one. So you have the witch, you have the master, you have the villagers. Right, I guess that village is a character. You know, all the yep. villagers, and they all want to yep. kill the doctor with a maypole. That makes sense. Yes, you've got no. That well, they want to burn him at the maypole. Okay. Is what's happening? Uh, you got the archaeologist guy, right? Uh, and then you have um, the usual unit. Yes, players are all here. Uh, yep. Captain Yates, Sergeant Benton, uh, Burger actually is is a bit of a in the background, but that's not a criticism. They're just letting Yates and Benton play a little bit more. Yeah, and then you have this introduction of Sergeant Osgood. 
um, which I thought might be a reference to an Osgood that we get in New Who. Um, I was a little late in realizing that one. I think I've heard that before, just looking at Tardis Wiki, but this is the first time I've actually seen the character. Yep. So, and then you have the stone gargoyle. Yes. What? What? What was? What did you think of that? Um. Well, you can't blow him up with a bazooka. Right. I mean, you can. You, you can. But, but he immediately. You can't permanently blow him right, up with the bazooka. It. That's, that's what I was looking for. Um, so that's fun. Yeah. The whole. Uh, and again, this is not a. Because it's 1971, but the sort of story of, oh, all gods were really aliens, you know, so this is like, oh, you know, what the... The precursor to Thor. Right. And it's been done in Star Trek and it's been done to yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, so this was sort of like, oh, the demons, the the, the shamans, and, uh, you know, have been here on Earth and they're sort of running an experiment or something and... You know, that's, that's, and I, and I almost wanted a little bit more though, because I was like, you know, oh, we're going to, whose power do I give to, give my power to you? And like, what power exactly are we talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah. Can we get a little more detail on that yeah. before we make a decision? Yeah. Yeah. It felt like it plotted, it plotted, it plotted, it plotted, it plotted, then it sped <laughs> there at the end. Right. And honestly, it, I think it was research. There was, Thoughts that would do a sixth episode, but they didn't. But anyway. And then it all ended with everybody dancing around the maypole. That's right, which is how everything should end. Yep, with was... Morris dancers. Oh, Morris dancers. Which I was surprised that Doctor took part, but there you go. Yep, there he was, dancing <laughs> around with the Morris dancers. Um, but he got his remote control, Easy. Bessie. Yep. So Bessie was also a character in this. Oh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. They showed us a gun. <laughs> in the first act. That's right. And then Joe saves the day. I don't think Joe gets it a lot. Not in a great episode necessarily for her, but she saves the day, so there you go. Yeah, she just tends to be wandering around with the soldiers who are really capable and also really useless in equal measures. <laughs> yeah, Unit, I don't know. I don't know if Unit does a great job. I'm going to be honest by the end of this. Um, yeah. I'm all for, even the Brigadier, I don't know if you really look at it. I mean, he's like. Blowing up Silurians. And yeah, how capable is this organization? Maybe there's a reason they lost funding recently. Yeah, because there are some great fight scenes. Right. And this is coming from me, who watches the fight scenes and goes, well, those are stupid. There were some really nice ones in this one. Remember the soldier who jumped up on the car? Oh, yeah. You know, there are some nice moments. And then one of the soldiers will trip over his shoes and fall over <laughs> and everybody gets captured because of it. You know, it's just a really strange... Well, it's also just the, like, uh, fire at the thing. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, our bullets aren't doing anything. Nope. Keep should we... firing. <laughs> should we Keep stop? Firing. No. <laughs> Fire more. I'm like, okay, well... That's just a wasteful <laughs> government expense I know. I, right I, I, there. Are we still getting off rationing at this uh, point? <laughs> <Yeah>. 1971. <laughs> so... Oh, blessed. But yeah, so, but yeah, it was, it was, you know, third doctor, uh, got to be sciencey. That's always good for him. Yep. And it wasn't in the labs. Like it felt, I had to remind myself at one point, oh, he is still stuck on earth. This is still <laughs> taking place on earth. It felt. Yeah. There's no TARDIS at all in this, of course. Yeah. But also yeah. no science labs. Right. So it felt a little bit more open, I guess. And I, I liked that. As a storytelling a thing of creating the, uh, I don't know, whatever they call it, the Ring of Inferno or whatever, but sort of containing all the characters in one area in the village, you know, so there's no 
so the whole like having to communicate with the brigadier, but they're cut off, and then how do you get the? So I thought that was an interesting use mm. of that. Um, having watched Good Omens recently, it seemed a little familiar there, though. This came out before Good Omens, so it um, did <laughs> a little bit. Yes. So, but I thought that was good. Yeah. So, um, any general thoughts about uh, the second series with John Pertwee? This is Joe's first complete series. Yep, I like Joe a lot. Mm-hmm. I like John Pertwee. I like Unit. I like the soldiers. And like I say, I was glad to have them out of the office. Yeah. This just felt, it had a different feel to it than some of the others have. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, nothing uh, particularly jumps out particularly. But yeah, so and we're enjoying our uh, third Doctor run here. What's it like watching a classic series in order? Do you think it's different than just picking random episodes? Or Yes, although I don't feel like there's a lot of arc like we see in New Who, uh, which isn't a bad thing, just in terms of the fact that we're watching them consecutively. Uh, yeah, I'd, it gives me some continuity, I guess, and that's useful. Um, let us know what you thought, um, both of a uh, uh, first-time doctoring Shar and the Ninth Doctor, and also this third Doctor adventure. You can always contact us by going to thenerdparty.com slash contact. You can leave a comment or feedback for us there. Yep. Or you can tweet us at Join Nerd Party or at our Facebook site, appropriately enough, called The Nerd Party. So, as always, thanks to Wally and the Sonnenots for providing us with their jazz Doctor Who theme tune. Yay! And until next week, enjoy watching, listening, and reading about the Doctor's adventures throughout time, time and space. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.